Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are going to study the chapter of Jeremiah number 48. That's the prophet Yirmiyahu, Perak Memches. We just studied chapter 47 in which we discussed the prophecy of Jeremiah regarding the nation of the Philistines. Uh, and prior to that, we discussed his prophecies regarding the Egyptians, as we are in a series now of the prophet directing his prophecies towards other nations. This chapter 48 is against, well, it is, it is directed to the nation of Moab, the Moabites. Uh, as we did in the previous chapter, I want to give a little bit of a review of the um, history of the Moabites, or rather the approach towards the Moabites that the prophets had in general. So I'm going to go through the words of the prophets regarding the, Moab, the, uh, the, the nation of Moab. And there are many, many parallels, sim similarities between what Yirmiyahu, the prophet here, says and other prophets such as Isaiah and others. Um, uh, the comparisons are, are great. There are many similar words, similar languages, similar predictions made. So it's pretty clear that this is a prophecy that God had directed towards the nation of Moab, which he gave to several of his prophets. And here we are learning Jeremiah's version of this prophecy. It's rather long. The chapter is rather long in words but it in verses, but it reads pretty quickly. So we can hopefully get both this introduction and the whole chapter done in one podcast. For starters, I want to take a look at several sources. The first is in Isaiah chapters 15 and 16, which he directs to the Moabites as well. He predicts the downfall and the destruction of the, Mo of the nation of Moab, which will ultimately happen at the hands of the Babylonians. In a similar way to the way Jeremiah predicts um, the, the same downfall which we're about to read about. One specific verse in chapter 15 that I want to point out is chapter 15 verse 5 where Isaiah briefly um, describes his sympathy for the Moabites like while predicting their destruction and while discussing their, the, their sins and their evil ways for which they will be punished he speaks out and says my heart cries out to Moab. Remember this because Jeremiah is going to say something extremely similar while he is also talking about the sins of the Moabites and the destruction of the Moabites. So I want to point out that verse, so bear that in mind for a moment. I also want to point out in chapter 16, verse 6, where Isaiah discusses, Shomanu ge'on Moab ge'mod. We have heard of the haughtiness of Moab, who is very haughty, where Isaiah there is pointing out that one of the sins of the Moabites is their haughtiness. I also want to point out uh, in Isaiah, in chapter 15, verses 3 to 4, where, and it's worthwhile listening to my podcast on Isaiah 15, where I describe this in more detail, where he describes that Moab was uniquely situated in the desert to be a refuge for refugees running away 
from wars, people lost uh, that were running away from the more settled countries, that they could have and should have treated refugees properly and appropriately. And he criticized the Moabites for not for not um, treating them the way they should, for not treating the refugees and fugitives from other wars the way they should have. Keep those in mind, and that's from the book of Isaiah. I then want to also now point out from the book of Ezekiel, from Yechezkel. Yechezkel, in chapter 25, verses 8 through 11, I'm not going to read through them now, also describes the destruction of the Moabites that will occur and the brutality with which it will occur from the Babylonians taking against the uh, uh, Moabites at the time of the destruction of Moab. But Ezekiel does not go too much into the details of what is so bad about the Moabites, what their sins are. So, uh, so I'm not going to read that because it doesn't help us understand what the real problem is nearly as much as the next two prophets that I want to go look at. And the first one, the next one of those is Amos. The prophet Amos in chapter 2, verses 1 to uh, through 3. He taught where Amos there has small, uh, if you're the first two chapters of Amos, he also directs his prophecies to other nations. And he starts off with the language, I was able to get by with, uh, God is saying, I can forgive them for one, two, three sins, but the fourth was the worst. And there, and at the fourth, he describes the final straw, the reason why God is going to destroy that nation and what makes them so bad. And over there, he mentions when he's talking to the, three sin, the fourth sin of the Moabites, I cannot forgive them for the following. I'll surafo asmot melech edom lasid. When the Moabites had a battle against the land of Edom, and they captured the king of Edom, they were they were so cruel about it that they burnt the king of Edom's body and used his 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 um, ashes as as mud to build with. So it, like it's just it's just this the the not just defeating the enemy but humiliating them and abusing them to a degree that was just one step too far, that God could not handle that kind of cruelty. So first we saw the haughtiness discussed in Isaiah. We saw the fact that they did not um, help the refugees when they're in a position to help refugees. And in Amos, we see them being criticized for brutality, for cruelty. And then last but not least, I want to bring our attention to another prophet, the prophet Zephaniah. Which, um, who also addresses the Moabites. And he, and this is in chapter 2, verses 8 through 11, also addresses the, the Moabites. And there, he addresses a different aspect of their cruelty. And there, Zephaniah addresses, he criticizes them for the way they, they made fun of the Israelites at their downfall. The way they were, they laughed and and jeered at the people of Israel when they fell to um, to the to the Assyrians and and the uh, and, and the Babylonians and the gloating over the enemy's downfall was the criticism and then especially when we look at verse ten over there he refers again and ties this to Zoslam tachas they are getting punished. 
because of their haughtiness, for being so, so haughty, and because they insulted and jeered at the people of God. So there, he talks about haughtiness and laughing at the people of God. So here we have, uh, seeing these other prophets, uh, Ezekiel just talking about their destruction, Isaiah discussing about how they refused to shelter refugees and, and, and emphasizing their haughtiness, almost emphasizing their, their just tremendous amount of cruelty, and Sephania again talking about haughtiness, but also emphasizing the, um, the making fun at the people at their downfall. If we also, and before we read what Jeremiah has to say here, I want to point back to what Jeremiah said in chapter 27, where Moab was mentioned as one of the kings that Tzidkiyahu, the final king of Judah, gathered together um, several other kings in the area and conspired to make a united front to confront Babylon. The king of Moab was one of those. When the Babylonian king came, Moab double-crossed Tzidkiyahu and ended up fighting on the side of the Babylonians against Judea. So uh, recall that they they were how they um, were double-crossers. So now um, we can begin reading through the um, Jeremiah chapter 48. I'm sorry, I just had to find the verse. So, Limo'av, concerning Moab, Israel. So says the Lord God, the God of Israel. Hoi al Nevo Kishudada. Woe is to Nevo. Nevo is one of the main cities of Moab. There's going to be lots of lists of place names, all of which are cities, towns, and areas in the land of Moab. Kishudada. Woe is to Nevo because she has been devastated. Hovisha Nilkida. Kiryatayim, the place called Kiryatayim has been has been shamed and captured. Hovisha Hamiskov Vichata. The fortress, the, the Moabite fortress, has been shamed and shattered. There's an emphasis here on shame because as we will see, Jeremiah is going to emphasize the haughtiness of the Moabites. And obviously the, the punishment for haughtiness is to be shamed. Ain in this pasuk, in this verse, there's some words here that all that you can only catch the po, po, the poetry in Hebrew. Um, he says there shall no longer be any more glory for Moab, and then he says a place name, and then the punishment is a, is is constructed from the same root word. So the so there's kind of a play on words here. I'll read it in Hebrew. In the city of Cheshvon, they plotted disaster. The second word, first word is the name of the place, Cheshvon, and Cheshvu is the disaster that they plotted for uh, to destroy Cheshvon. Let us go and cut her down from being a nation. And now again, we're about to read another one of those plays on words. Gam Madmein Tidomi. Madmein is the city shall be silenced. Tidomi means silenced, but of course it is constructed from the same letters as madmein. So again, that play on words. After you, the sword is going to chase you. 
Kol Tzaka, and I'm reading, about to read verse 3. Kol Tzaka Mechoronoyim, there's a cry coming out of the place called Choronoyim, another place name. There's lots of place names here. Shod Vashever Gadol. I, 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 it will, there will be devastation and a great collapse. Let me point out that many of these place names we know from the Mesha Stella, which is a famous archaeological find written by the Moabites, describing, among other things, their victory over, over the Israelites. But they list a lot of these place names. So um, we have other you know, references from extra-biblical sources describing these names of these cities. Nishbiram Moab, this is verse 4, Moab has been broken. Her young people have let loose a great scream. This is verse 5. Because on the ascent, on the way up to Luchit, which must be a city that was high on the mountain, on the way up to Luchit, um, crying shall follow crying. People shall, the key, why this shall be, there be so much crying on that road that leads to that place is Morad Choronayim. Because on the way down from Choronayim, which is another town in that area, they have, the enemies have heard the sounds of the collapse of the city. Run, flee, save your lives. This is Jeremiah speaking to the Moabites. Run, get away. Get away and get out into the... <laughs> into the desert. If you recall, I pointed out that one of the criticisms of Moab was their, the fact that they had the opportunity to be but were not kind to refugees. This emphasis on their punishment that they are going to be like refugees in the desert is an important emphasis and Jeremiah is going to repeat it several times. Aroer Bamidbar, Aroer is a town, is the name of a town in the desert uh, of Moab, but it also refers to a lonely tree in the desert. So it's, this is also a play on words here, saying go run and be like that lonely tree in the desert who's lost and all alone. In other words, you're going to feel like those refugees that came to you for help, but you did not help them. Kiyan, because, and, and Jeremiah specifies this in verse 7, because you have betrech, you have been, you have had trust in all of your wealth of Otrosayach and in the treasures. You, Moab, were so wealthy. Therefore, now you also will end up becoming uh, captives. And your God, Chemosh, and we're going to hear about their God, Chemosh was the God of the Moabites, will go into. It will go into exile. Kohanov, all of her priests, uh, his priests, Vesarov, and his officers, Yachtov, will all go together. Your God's going to do nothing for you. So he's saying here, and this is an important point to point out here in verse 7, he's pointing it out that the specific type of haughtiness that Moab had was because of their wealth. They were wealthy, and we will soon see, and they lived peacefully, and everything was fine. But instead of using that wealth to help others, to help captives, to help refugees, they instead laughed at others' people's downfall, which again we're going to see shortly, that they, they laughed at the others' people that were less fortunate than them, and <clears throat> instead of helping them. Let's go on to verse 8. Because of this behavior, Vayavo, Vayavo, Shodeid, El Kol, Ir, Ve'ir, Lotimolet. 
the marauder shall come to every town, no town will be spared. And the valley will be ruined, the plains will be destroyed, as, as God has said. Verse 9, Again, this is, this is a little sparkle of, of sympathy for the Moabites, which we found in Isaiah, and we're going to see a little bit here, and a little bit more in, in later verses that Jeremiah has. Give some wings to the Moabites, so that she can take flight and get away from this destruction because it's so bad. And her cities are now become a desolation with no one living there. This next verse is directed at the marauders, at the attackers, the Babylonians. Be strong about your battle. Go and attack the Moabites and do the work of God strong. And cursed is the one who does it deceitfully. In other words, the lazy soldier. And cursed is the one who takes his sword and holds it rather than kill. In other words, God's instructions are to use the sword against the Moabites. Be a strong soldier. Perform your duty and kill the enemy. Sha'anan Moav min urav. Moab, and here's where it says, again, Moab, we mentioned, were wealthy, they were rich, they had treasures, and they also had peace, relative peace, much more peace than the other nations, especially the nation of Judea, mostly because of the geography. Judea is in a place where everyone needs to pass through from Egypt and Africa going into the Middle East, and Moab was kind of a little bit off to the side, and they had peace, Minura, from when they were young. And the symbol of the wealth of peacefulness is old wine. Old wine can sit in a barrel for years and years and it gets better and better and better and wealthier and, and, and more rich. So, And this is what Shmoab was. They were at peace, they were able to gather wealth and they were quiet sitting on Shimorov, which is the yeast that gathers and the stuff that gathers at the bottom of old wine and helps the old wine age and make it even better. It was never like the people that have to run, they're constantly pouring it out from one bottle into another bottle into another bottle. They never allow it to truly age well because they're on the run. But the Moabites, uh, he didn't have to go into exile like so many of the other nations did. Which is why his taste remained there, meaning the Moabites remained wealthy and remained peaceful. And the and the sweet smell of the good old wine didn't get didn't get altered, didn't didn't go bad. This is how they lived. And but but they didn't use their wealth for the proper reasons. So therefore, lachain. Therefore, There are days approaching. Says God, I am going to send out people that are going to spoil that wine and they're going to spoil the wine and they're going to pour, take that wine and they're going to pour it out. Of course, this is just metaphoric, meaning we'll destroy the people and their wealth that they, they, were, that they were so arrogant about. And he, and he will smash the jugs in which they store their, their, their fancy wine. Uvosh mo'av mikmosh. Moab, who has faith in their god, Kemosh, they're going to be embarrassed because of Kemosh. Just like Ka'asher Boshu based Israel, just like the northern kingdom of Israel, who worshipped the calves that they put in, 
in Beit El, in their temple, Mi Beit El Mivtacham, just like they were embarrassed and ashamed when their idols that they worshipped didn't save them from the Assyrians, Moab will be embarrassed from how their god, Kemosh, doesn't save them from the Babylonians. Ech tomru giborim anachnu. How is it that you can still say, and this is Jeremiah talking to the Moabites, we are strong and powerful, and we have soldiers that are trained for war. How can you, you say that? Look at what's happening to you. Shudad Moab Allah. Moab is devastated. Her cities are gone. And her finest, his finest youth have went to be slaughtered. So says the true king, whose name is God, the Lord of hosts. Karov Eid Mo Eid Od. The doom, the end of Moab is coming close. And the evil that's going to befall Moab is coming really soon. Nudulo kol sevivav. Grieve all of those who are around him. Here again we have this little sliver of sympathy for the downfall of the enemy, but there's still a little sympathy for the downfall of Moabites. Everyone cry for them. Anyone that knows the name of the Moabites. Imru, say, Eicha nishbarmate oz. How is it that this great... Um, Staff of strength has been broken, Makel Tifara, the staff of such glory. Remember, they were wealthy, the staff of strength, the staff of glory. How is it that all of a sudden now they've seen destruction? Redeem me, Kavodu, Descend from your glory. Because remember, the punishment for arrogance is descent from arrogance is shame and embarrassment. Now sit in thirst. Yosheves Pastivo and she who lives in this is in, in in the daughter of Divon, meaning the people that live in the place name, another place named Divon in Moab Kishodeid Moab Alabach because the one who has devastated Moab has now reached you, Shichas Mibturayach, he has destroyed your fortresses that were there to defend you. Al Derech MD, now that you are a refugee, stand on the side of the road, and wait for the refugees that are coming out of the town of Aroer that has been destroyed. And and ask the ones who are running, ask the refugees that are running, ask them what's going on. And unfortunately, these next few verses, is, this is going to be their answer. People are going to describe, you know, want to know what's going on? This is what's going on. Verse 20, Hovish Moab ki chata heililu uzaaku. Shamed is Moab, for she is broken. Wail, scream, shriek, and cry. Hagidu vi arnon ki shutad Moab. Tell it at the arnon. Say, tell everyone that Moab has been destroyed. Umishpat ba'alaretz michar. Judgment has finally come against the land of the, the table land. This is an elevated plain. Um, uh, Judgment has come because they recognize that this was a punishment for their sins. To then they start listing the towns that have been destroyed: El Chalon, Vel Yatzav, Vel Mefaat, Vel Divon, Vel Navo, Vel Beit Tivlatayim, Vel Kiryatayim, Vel Beit Kmo, Vel Beit Mon. I'm not translating these; these are just town names. Vel Kiryot, Vel Batra, Vel Kolayir. It's more of this is verse 24, and against all the cities of Moab, Harachokot, Vakavot, the faraway ones and the close by ones. Nigda'ah, Karen Moab, the horn of Moab has been cut down, Uzro'o Nishpira, and um, her, her, um, uh, uh, and her strength uh, has been broken, so says God. 
up to verse 26 now. Hashkiruhu. Make him drunk. If you recall, we've had many times when the destruction comes and the people are just so overwhelmed by the feeling that they've been des- described as being drunk. Um, because the kosatare law, but it was, actually that particular verse refers to the a poisonous drink. But here it's describing the people that are being destroyed and just running and have no place to run or hide as being drunk. Hashkiruhu. Make him drunk, because he has made himself great against God. Again, criticizing their haughtiness against God. And let him roll about in his vomit. And now let him also be the object of laughter. Remember, again, just like he laughed at the others when they suffered, now it's his turn to be the object of the laughing stock. And and then Jeremiah explains it clearly. Weren't you just laughing at the Israelites last time? As if he was just a common thief that gets put in a stockade and people laugh at him. You used to laugh at the Israelites. Now it's your turn to be the one who the people are laughing at. Because whatever, whenever you spoke about Israelites, then you shook with scorn and made fun and... and, and so on. Therefore, your punishment is coming. Go ahead, you're going to have to leave your cities. You're going to have to look for places to hide in the rocks, hide in the mountains, you who reside in Moab. You're going to be like a Yona, a dove. A dove looks for a place to nest in a place which is safe, where the predators can't get to her babies. So they, they find clefts in the rock and cliffs but are very hard to get to. That's what you're going to have to look like. You're going to have to look like the like the dove. You're going to have to look for places in the rocks to hide so that the armies that are after you can't get you to Kanein. You are going to uh, nest in the in the crevices in the rocks of cliffs. Um, Here he directly goes after the haughtiness of the Moabites. We have heard about the arrogance of the Moabites. He was extremely arrogant. His lostiness, his hubris, his pride, and his arrogant heart. I know, God says, that his, that his anger, that Moab's hatred for his, for his enemies have no meaning to it. I know that his illusions have come to naught. This is, is kind of difficult to, to uh, translate what it's referring to. I do think it's talking about how he was a double crosser. You know, he, 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 um, his, his plans, his wickedness, have been dishonest, and that's how they did them. In other words, referring to the double crossing of the Jews when they switched sides to the Babylonians. Alkain, therefore, and here's where Jeremiah sounds a lot like Isaiah did again. Al Moab I will cry for Moab. Ul Moab kulo ezok. Almost the same words that Isaiah used. Libi le Moab ezok, and I'm going to cry for the Moabites. El anche kircheres I will moan and mourn for the men of Kircheres, another town in Moab, um, uh, because because of, of the terror that happened to them. 
Mivchi Yazerev Kalach, even more than I weep for Yazer, which is another city, I cry for you, Hagef and Sivma, the vineyards of Sivma, they were so beautiful and so bountiful, what you had, I cry for you. Your branch, the branches of your of your um of your grapes used to extend over the waters. Adyam Yazer Nago, they reached the sea of Yazer. Al which must be some uh, lake or body of water. Al Fall. The devastator has fallen upon your summer fruits and your vintage wines. All of the happiness and joy that you used to have, mi Carmel, from the um, from the Eretz uh, Moab, from the Carmel is a, a fruitful farms. Umeretz Moab and from the land of Moab, Yayin Mikavim Mishpati and wine that used to be in the wine presses, I have made an end to them. Lo Yidroch Heidad Heidad Lo Heidad, no one treads them, calling out Heidad Heidad, which is what the people used to cry out when they were stomping on the grapes to make them into wine. Mizakat Cheshbon Ad from the screams have reached. From Cheshbon, another city there, all the way to LLA, another city. Ad Yatz Nasnu Kolam, until the town of Yatz, they, their voices were heard. Mitzor Ad Chornayim, from the place of Torah until Chornayim. Eglat Shalishiya, they have um, uh, 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 all the way to the powerful Egla, another place. Kigam Main Nimrim, even the waters of Nimrim shall become desolate. Uh, I will destroy Moab, says God. All of those people that that made shrines and burned incense to their gods, I will destroy them. Alcain, once again, Jeremiah speaks of some uh, some mercy he has for the uh, feelings of pity for the Moabites. My heart moans for Moab like flutes that are played at a funeral. And my heart is thinking about the men who died from Kircheres. Again, it, it cries out like the flute of a mourner. Therefore, all, because all of the wealth that they had accumulated, it was such a beautiful country with so much wealth and so much bounty, has been destroyed. Now every head is shaven in mourning. And every beard is shaven. Also custom of mourning that they had. There are scratches and gashes in hands. We've had, a, we've had that custom of mourning several times. And on all of the people are wearing is, is sackcloth. I'll call Gagos Moab on all the rooftops of the houses of Moab and her streets, Kulomus Beit, is full of people crying and mourning. Like a vessel that nobody wants anymore. How shattered the people cried out. How smashed is Moab. How is it that Moab had to turn and run? Bosh. And, and in such a shameful and embarrassed and uh, degraded way, Moab has now become a laughing stock and a source of horror for all those that surround them. Because this is what God has said. This is the reason. He, meaning the destroyer, Babylon, will 
fly like an eagle and he will spread his wings over Moab. He is going to um, capture the towns. He will seize the fortresses. And the hearts of the defenders of Moab will be like the hearts of a woman in labor who is afraid and in pain. And the Moab will be destroyed from being a nation. They will no longer be a nation because they were so arrogant of, over God. They thought that they themselves were greater than God. Pachad vafachas vafach. This is verse 43. Panic, pit, and a snare upon you. Yoshev Moab, you who live in Moab, no mother says God. In what way? Hanos mipne pachad, the one who is running because of fear, he pull out a pachas, will end up falling into, into the pit. Vihaolim in a pachas, and when they climb out of the pit, yilachet bapach, they will get snapped up by the snare. By the trap, because I'm going to bring upon Moab the time of its retribution. So says God. But those who fled, those who fled from the power of the enemy and stood in the shadow of Cheshbon, they were destroyed because Cheshbon was burnt down. Fire came from Cheshbon, Sichon. And and a flame came from the midst of the town of Sichon, and it ate up the corners of Moab, and the and the uh, foreheads of the people of Shaon. Moab, woe is to you, Moab, Avad Am Kemosh, the nation that worshipped the god Kemosh, is gone. your children have been taken into captivity. your daughters into captivity. However. And this is the final verse. I told you this chapter was long, but it, this is the last one. God says that Moab will not be completely and utterly destroyed. This is in distinction to what he said about the Philistines, who were completely destroyed. Moab will suffer this terrible destruction from Babylon, but Babylon will allow the people of Moab to come back and resettle at some point in the future. When this will be is not clear, but Vishavti Shvut Moab, I will bring back the remnant of the Moabites, Bachrit Hayamim, in the end of days, whether this means in the days to come in the future, one day sometime in the future, or whether this means that later on in the Babylonian kingdom they will allow some resettlement of Moabites in, in their land. God says, I will not completely and utterly wipe Moab from the face of the earth. Adhena Mishpat Moab. Until this point, I was speaking about the judgment against Moab. Those are the words of Jeremiah the prophet before he moves on to the next subject, which is in chapter 49. Thank you so much for studying chapter 48 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 49 and the rest of the book together.